From Vistio, this is recorded for Quality Assurance. A show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Hello and welcome to CX QA Live, where we discuss the role that the agent plays in creating successful CX contact center operations. We do record this for quality assurance. And of course, that's the name of the podcast that we make from this time that we spend together every Tuesday at noon Eastern. Now, I've just returned from ICMI Contact Center Expo in Orlando last week. And What a beneficial and challenging experience that was. And we're going to spend our time today talking through some of the amazingness that went down. But number one on my list of beneficial elements from the ICMI event is without a doubt the community and networking, specifically meeting people in person that I had only previously known virtually, had respect for their ideas, the way that they invest in and approach the CX world. And then to get to meet them in person really took things to another level. And joining me today to kind of go along this reflection journey with me, as always, the formidable Jacob with a K, Matthias. Glad to have you, Jacob. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm I'm here on every episode, but it's kind of exciting now that I kind of get to, you know, after just weeks and weeks of taking an info from all sorts of different leaders in the contact center, it's actually, it's fun for me to actually talk about these things now. Well, and I, what, I figure what it's, probably one of those, it's probably one of those things where, you know, we're both kind of brimming with excitement. So, um, yeah. we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to keep our, uh, our perspective on because it really was just one of those, uh, one of those experiences for folks that are learning and getting to know the industry that was, uh, really special. Now on CXQA live, we have a very specific set of ideas. We talk about the fact that agents are the single most important asset in CX operations. And the ideas are that with the right training and tools and connection with your company, agents will be a revenue growth and protection center for your business. They're going to be the best diagnostic tool you could possibly have for what's going on inside of your business. They're going to ensure that your customers are satisfied and connected. They're going to produce more and better work. They're going to want to stay and contribute to the long-term success of your company. We call this the agent-centric call center philosophy. And, uh, you know, we talked about just a second ago, the ICMI contact center expo, and, and we're going to really be just breaking down some themes and some ideas from that time. So if you weren't there, this is a great chance to maybe glean a little bit from it. Uh, but this idea of how important the agent is showed up throughout the entire time. The agent has to be mentioned in almost any intelligent conversation about CX because it is the agent who is actually the contact point with the customer. And I thought it was really just noticeable how predominant the topic of the agent was. And we're going to get into what that meant and what that looked like. But I did just want to give a quick shout out to the MC for the week, Nate Brown. And uh, if you don't know who Nate Brown is, definitely you want to follow him on social. And uh, he's one of those people that brings a unique energy and credibility and um, he's kind of a nut and honestly <laughs> in a way that just breaks down barriers and yeah. just helps everyone to feel comfortable in their own skin. 
And, um, and he's as genuine in person as you could ever ask anybody to be. And I just felt like he kind of kept the flow and the fun going. But I think Nate would say the point of all of that is to bring CX leaders together to think and reflect and learn and connect and to get better together. And for me, that's a pretty good summary of the week. Jacob, any thoughts you'd like to add to that? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of, one of the biggest things I feel that Nate really nailed while we were at ICMI is that aspect of community. Like, I don't think there was a single person there that didn't have a good time because of that kind of energy that Nate brought. And you're right. He is a very genuine person. You know, he is what you see on the tin, so to say. You know, a lot of people, I feel like they'll tend to, to um, just kind of like say one thing and then their actions completely reflect something else. But Nate Brown is just a genuinely amazing human being. And like you said, that energy was just contagious. And I think everybody at ICMI had a good time, but it, it was a wonderful experience for sure. One thing that will not make a showing in our show today is an example of our man, Jacob, you're having a good time at the end of the, the little party. <laughs> and, and I'll just say, this is a group of people that can keep it real and have a nice time together without it getting out of control or having negative implications. And in and of itself, yeah. that's pretty respectable. But there was a moment where, you know, Jacob's air guitar kind of helped to bring the group together. But anyway, um, I, you know, turning things a little bit more seriously for a second. Um, you know, there were some key themes, I think, to the content, not only the keynotes, but the breakout sessions. And as a result, the conversations that were ongoing throughout the breaks and through the networking meals and, and the things that, that went on outside of the sessions themselves. And I thought we'd just take a minute and just kind of discuss those key themes. One of the ones that stuck out to me the most is the concept of agent empowerment. And I know that agent empowerment is not a new idea in CX by any means, but because of the issues in the labor market, agent empowerment kind of has a different feel to it simply because there's a desire in all of us, right? To feel like we're doing meaningful work. There's a desire in all of us to feel like our work is making a difference. And when we feel like our work is not making a difference, it demotivates us and we become less than our best selves, right? And so agent empowerment is kind of a two-sided coin. It's not something where it's just getting as much out of the agent as you can, but it's really about helping that agent to feel and be connected with themselves as a human being in their work to feel like when they you know, log off the system when they're done for the day that they have added something to the world that they're proud of, or at least that they're not ashamed of. Right. You know, and I think that there's a lot to agent empowerment there, but a few things that I picked up and Jeff Toyster had a great session on it and it showed up in lots of other places as well. But some themes within agent empowerment would be giving agents the freedom to make decisions. And this is kind of a, a difficult topic because you know, typically you'll see multi-tiered operations where you've got the frontline folks and then things need to be escalated and sometimes escalated again and again. And the ability of frontline agents to be empowered to make the best decision in the largest number of scenarios that they face gives them a true sense that they're able to make good decisions and that their, their company trusts them. But it drives a little bit deeper than that. I think it's the ability for agents to actually solve customer problems. You know, I've been in roles in other industries where 
there was a customer service aspect to the role. And there was something really fulfilling about being able to actually solve the customer's problem for them, to give them resolution, and maybe even to create one of those wow moments, right? You know, in Jeff's session, Jeff Toyster's session, he talked about a particular example with a well-known brand that many pet owners would recognize where he was actually able to call in and experience not only a good resolution to his his issue, but to feel a kind of connection to that brand after that call that he did not feel before. And that has essentially made him a lifetime customer, more or less, right? And that's not exactly Jeff's words, but you know, those moments where you call in and you've got a problem or a situation, and the person that you talk to is able to go from let me understand what your problem is to not only solving the problem, but to feeling that connection that you've helped to make with the brand for the customer that you're talking about. And that's agent empowerment that goes beyond just you know making the agent more efficient. That goes beyond just helping the agent to be more valuable to the company. That starts to touch on that agent feeling like they have purpose in their work. And I think that's where you start to see the agent feeling like they're adding value, not only to the customer's life, but to the organization that they work for. And so I know for me, those are the two things that I want to do with my work every day is I want to add value to my customers and to my company. And that represents a good day's work, right? For me. So agent empowerment is one theme. Another one is improving training practices, you know, in a fully virtual world. And we had uh, Sherry Kendall on a couple of weeks ago, and she's our resident learning and development and training expert here at CXQA Live. And, you know, she's added quite a bit to the conversation just globally about learning and development, specifically with uh, the virtual world and the way that teams are often global. And you have all these disconnects that didn't used to exist just inherently in the process. And she talks about creating a connection during training for the agent to feel like they know why and not just what you're supposed to do, but they know why they're doing it. And then the how gets sort of integrated into an understanding of why. And then a couple other sub-themes within that training conversation that were really interesting, talking about platforms that can provide a similar experience between the training environment and actually handling calls so that it's not like, yeah, I got trained, but what I'm doing daily is nothing like my training. Uh, there's a, a higher value being placed on those kinds of platforms. And then an ongoing engagement, right? And and understanding the individual training needs and departmental training needs that exist within the organization is something that is taking more of a, a prominent place in the conversation. Another one that I thought was really interesting is having a good perspective on where you are as an organization and where you want to go. You know, it's so typical when we see hey, our performance metrics aren't where they need to be or our retention is off or you know whatever the case may be, that we set out to make these enormous changes, almost like rebuilding the entire thing from scratch, right? And the problem with that, of course, is that unless you have full buy-in top to bottom, you're going to be up against everybody kind of looking around and saying, well, we'll prove to us this can work. And without full buy-in, it's not going to work, right? And so Murphy Fraser had a really great talk on the topic of feasibility. So you have an idea uh, of something that you want to improve and Murphy's with T-Tech Digital. Uh, but, but think about 
feasibility of what it is you're actually trying to accomplish. And think about creating smaller goals and milestones that you can more easily achieve buy-in and have a, a more likely positive result. And from that point, you begin to build greater credibility to add more steps and a bigger vision, right? And there were several conversations on leadership that were really awesome that this connected with. And just thinking about all of those connecting points for change. And we talk about change a lot in CX, right? We, we want to improve the customer experience. We want to improve the business outcomes, uh, but thinking about the feasibility and having a good perspective on where you actually are versus where you want to go. That was a theme that came up in a bunch of conversations. I actually didn't get to go to Murphy's talk, but I had three or four people bring it up to me as just having been really valuable. And uh, that was kind of the things that I took away from it. A couple more here I, I wanted to talk about uh, because we do want to settle in and talk a little bit about the networking community aspects because that was so huge. But thinking about the intersection between agent experience and customer experience. Now, this one is personal for me. And last week we did announce publicly our ASAT or agent satisfaction metric. So if you, if you missed that, we'd love for you to go grab that video from the YouTube channel. And uh, we do have a way for you to sign up to help with the metric itself. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the things that I heard that we're really focused on this connection between agent experience and customer experience. Again, I didn't actually attend a talk that specifically covered this dynamic, but from what I understand, even just in the last 12 months, this topic has really, really grown. And Fred Stacy and I talked about it three weeks ago here on the show that the idea of employee experience or agent experience is kind of the new customer experience. People are starting to recognize that if you want to improve customer experience, but you're not dealing with the agent experience, you're not understanding what's happening inside of the mind and daily work of the agent, then your ability to improve the experience of the folks the agents are actually talking with and engaging with is going to be very limited. And of course, that's what the ASAP metric is intended to help CX organizations measure but some of the roadblocks that people are having to understanding this intersection between agent experience and customer experience, I found really interesting. And it wasn't just on the metric side, right? Because obviously, if you can't measure it, it's hard to build a business case uh, for, for doing it. But specifically, people talking about how they just expect agents to have a high turnover ratio within their organizations. And so if you have an employee, really any type of business, and you have an employee and you expect them to not stick around, that expectation is going to limit the amount of investment that you make in their time at your company. And it's going to limit the ability that you have of seeing their high end of their value, right? So, hey, this person's not even going to work here in a year. So why am I going to tap into learning opportunities for them? Why am I going to tap into all the different things that could make them more valuable, including, I don't know, listening to their ideas? You know, So there's that sort of expected high turnover. Uh, there's the, the idea that these jobs, a lot of these agent jobs are only stepping stones. And so they're obviously not somebody who's going to be here for a long time. I actually had a really great conversation with somebody in an in-house automotive company 
And uh, it was after one of the sessions that we happened to be sitting next to each other during. And, and she kind of brought this up in general. She herself was a part of that company's CX org like 10 years ago and had to relocate and had to take another job. And uh, ironically worked for another car company. She never sold the car that she had that was from the first brand that she worked for, right? Because for her, the experience of working as an agent connected so clearly with the brand promise that this company made that she didn't want to sell the car. She didn't want to buy a car for the company she worked for now. To her, it was all integrated, right? The, the brand really lived out for the agents and their experience, the promise that they were making to the customer. Now, you think about the power of that. You know, you're an agent who talks to customers and your promise that you make to the customers is something you actually experience as an employee. You think about how those employees are motivated to make sure that that customer has that experience when you deal with them. That's powerful stuff. And, and I'm hopeful I'm going to get to have her on the show. So I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet uh, about the brand and who she is. But it's a powerful story, I think, of how that agent experience and customer experience interact. More on the negative side, if your agent hates working for your company, it's not going to go well for your customer, right? If your agent feels that you think that they're just not that valuable, if they don't feel properly equipped, if they don't feel properly trained, if they feel like your tech stack is just something they can't navigate and they're constantly using the old, can you wait just a second? You know, my system is updating, you know, and having to search through and, and find the answers and, you know, feeling like they're going to be sabotaged with, you know, bogus accountability. Right. And, and there's a whole lot of that. And, and I mentioned before, I, I've spent some time in some Facebook groups that it's just agents. It's just CX agents. And all they do is talk about their experience. You expect a little bit of a negative polarity to those, right? I mean, you know, a lot of people don't speak up until they're miserable, but there's a lot of really thoughtful agents all across the world that are asking, why doesn't my company actually care about what it's like for me to work in their company? And then they want me to go talk to their you know, customer while they're alienating me and making me hate my life. And so I think, honestly, this agent retention issue, which was a huge theme, it was a huge theme throughout all the sessions and conversations and the keynotes, you know, the, the agent retention issue, the labor dynamics are, are just kind of historic really for, for the CX world. But some of that is being driven. It's certainly a multiplier of the overall labor dynamics in, in the global economy when agents don't like doing what they do and they don't really like the company that they work for, Right. So if you've got more options and it's more acceptable to switch jobs more often and you don't have to relocate your family and you hate your job, you're probably going to be a, a turnover statistic as an agent, right? Um, now, I do want to just turn my focus for a minute to this networking and community aspect. Uh, you know, I, I think it's something that you can't measure. So I'm very fortunate. Uh, Jacob and I work for a company that is a vendor in the space. And a lot of vendors view times like ICMI, uh, some of the other you know, conferences and so forth, conventions, as merely an opportunity to get leads, right? Where you know, your, your goal is to come away with as many email addresses as possible, who you can hound and turn into pipeline, you can sell things to. Uh, 
And that was not our approach at all. For us, we were there to learn and to network with people. But deeper than that, and I'll say for me, there's a lot of people that were there that I had never met in person. I had a lot of respect for their ideas and to stand next to them and hear their voice and, and see the, the body language and, and to engage with them in a more fully human way than what is afforded to us by this wonderful virtual thing that we do was really meaningful for me. And I think more importantly, it helped me to feel a part of this group of people that cares about our industry and wants to make it better and doesn't need to get an email address in order to uh, you know, share something that's valuable, right? And, and so, you know, Jacob, I thought I'd just ask you what this dynamic was like for you. I know it was your first industry event um, as it was mine, but just interested in your reflections. So I do want to go back to what you said about how we went with the intent to not build the pipeline. I feel like that, you know, when we went to this event, we definitely embodied that principle, right? We were just having conversations about anything. Sometimes it wasn't even related to CX. Uh, sometimes it could be as simple as picking out a little label for your name tag that really spoke to you. There's a whole story there. But really, this whole aspect of community is what's really going to drive change in the CX industry. One of the things that COVID did was it moved a lot of things to being more virtual, more remote, having like one-on-one -on -one meetings. And it was funny because there was uh, a time where I was starting to question, you know, now that there's been this, this massive change in how we communicate with one another, how are we going to stay together? And how are we actually going to influence change where change needs to be made? Initially, I would get excited whenever, you know, I would go on LinkedIn and I would talk to people about CX and we would talk about the importance of the agent and, you know, we would hit it off LinkedIn DMs. Great. Good little connection there, kind of starting to build a little bit of rapport. And then maybe if you have some free time, you can do like a one-on-one face-to-face -on -one -face meeting via Zoom or via Teams and you kind of get that connection. And then that's a whole nother level of connection. But man, when you actually get to go and meet these people in person at an event like ICMI, it's game changing, right? Because you always have this thing, and we kind of talked about this initially, where people tend to posture. They make themselves out to be this amazing person who's like all for this thing. But then when you actually meet them and you see what they do, it's a completely different ballgame from who they claim to be. So when you actually meet these people and you meet people that are actually passionate and genuinely care about the issues that exist in the contact center right now, it's simultaneously like a sigh of relief in the sense that, oh, okay, so you actually are who you said you were, but it's also like a, finally, we have this moment, we're connected now, we can take on the world, we can do anything. I know it's, it's like, I'm still processing the amount of value that I got out of ICMI, not out of like potential deals down the road, but just the friendships and relationships that were made. And the fact that we're now partnered with a team of people that genuinely care about what goes on in the agent's day-to-day -day work, what kind of impacts it has. You know, CXQA Live, I think, has kind of built its own community. Um, we've had some very strong voices on the show and just being able to be present and experience all that was amazing. 
and then actually meeting some of these people in person, like Jeremy Watkin, again, another amazing person that we had the pleasure to just kind of go around ICMI with. We got to meet a lot of different people and we got to hear a lot of different ideas. And I'll just, it was this big, beautiful melting pot of like ideas and trends. And it just, I've always been a people person. So that kind of thing really makes my heart happy. Yeah. I mean, so. I think the other thing that is important to note about the groups that kind of formed or were revived or energized is that it they were all made up of different types of folks from different roles in the right. agency, different parts of the country, different verticals. You know, you have people from an airline hanging out with an automotive manufacturer, hanging out with a consultant, yeah. hanging out with somebody who is a thought leader, hanging out with somebody. So, I mean, it, it was a, a whole lot of just diversity throughout the industry that was represented in these groups. And I think it's a good time just to make a little shout out for CX Accelerator. You know, <laughs> if if you're not a part of CX Accelerator, I can't recommend it enough. You know, even as somebody who works for a vendor in the space, it's a safe space, right? Like this is not a place where you go to pitch or be pitched. This is not a place where you go to be harsh or have someone be harsh to you. It's a place where we're there on a regular basis and it takes the form mostly of a Slack channel, but, you know, to engage and learn. And so I recommend CX Accelerator. One thing I really wanted to bring up just before we end, because we're, you know, a couple minutes from time here, you know, we kind of talked about a new hashtag along with the ASAP metric, and that would be the hashtag of VOA for voice of agent. And we do want to amplify that idea that the voice of the agent which we think ASAT is a helpful tool for amplifying, uh, but that voice of the agent really needs to be deeply understood and, and made prominent. And I would just say, even though the agent was an enormous topic and the content and the discussion, I don't know that the voice of the agent itself was so prominent. And I know that's a messy thing to try to put together or how do you even make that happen? But you know, if I could have one wish for next year, and for other conferences and for our industry as a whole, it would be that we try to find ways to understand and amplify the voice of the agent or the VOA. And I'm going to start using that hashtag, right? And if you think that's important, if the voice of the agent is important, let's use that hashtag together, okay? Um, I think let's that you know we, we have to kind of decide at some point that we want to make the voice of the agent something that continues to have a growing impact. And I would argue that those companies that are unwilling to recognize and make prominent the voice of the agent are going to see these agent retention issues continue to be a hemorrhage to the bottom line. But maybe more importantly, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because you have a, a massive labor force out there who are all human beings and they're all looking to add value. And if we understand things from their perspective, the business outcomes connected to the customer outcomes are going to improve. It's just my conviction. And so as we've gone through COVID, the mental health of the society has degraded across the globe. The economies of the world are struggling. The labor markets of the world are in chaos. There's never been a better time to listen to and amplify the voice of the CX agent. And so that is a huge part of what we do here every Tuesday at noon is to to try to amplify the voice of the agent, but we want to make that hashtag a center point of that conversation across the industry. 
And we hope that you'll join us not only here on Tuesdays at noon Eastern, but in general, in this larger conversation about the voice of the agent. And uh, we appreciate everybody joining us here today as we've kind of reflected on our time at ICMI. And our final parting encouragement to you is to go out and make your corner of the world a little bit better today. And uh, we hope to see you again next week. Have a great Tuesday. Hashtag BOA. Hashtag BOA. <laughs> to listen to a recording of this and other episodes, visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX live.